0: At Alina Health, we care about your health and wellness. Learn how Alina Health provides care that can benefit
1: you in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. Gluten's a really hot topic nowadays, and with more and more people choosing to live a gluten-free lifestyle, is this the right solution for everyone Gluten isn't a one-size-fits-all, and today we're talking with Barb Brower. She's a dietitian and wellness coach with the Penny George Institute for Health and Healing. Welcome to the show, Barb. Tell us a little bit about gluten. People are aware of it, but for those that are not, give us a little quick snapshot of what it is.
0: Well, Melanie, um, gluten is a general name for the protein that's found in most commonly known as wheat. And wheat comes in many different forms. It can be durum wheat or farro or spelt or farina. And it also includes things like rye barley um, and chiticale. And gluten helps food hold their shape. It's the glue that keeps the bread in place. It's the glue that holds foods together.
1: So when and where do you think all this hype about gluten and gluten-free you know, eating came from?
0: Well, you know, that is an interesting question. And when I was thinking about it and did a little bit of research, you know, celiac disease has been around as long as I'm aware. And people with celiac disease are actually allergic to gluten. But that doesn't necessarily have to do with the rest of us. And so it, I came up with the idea that it came... Um, goes back to the trend of reducing fat and cholesterol. And when we started reducing fat and cholesterol and started increasing carbohydrates, we started gaining weight as a nation. And so in 1985, the CDC began tracking body weight. And I think researchers and others looked into possible um, causes for our significant change in body composition. And some people were astute enough to look at carbohydrates and gluten, and the rest is just kind of trickled down and become a really popular uh, way of eating.
1: So have you noticed a lot of people coming to you to discuss gluten?
0: Yes. And as you probably know, it's become a real buzzword. Um, However, many people I find aren't aware of what it is and how it affects them. And some people will go use the gluten-free products that have become uh, readily available nowadays. But some of those aren't any healthier than the ones that contain wheat or gluten um, because they're processed. So oftentimes we forget about the importance of nutrition in our health, and we just go after the current craze without educating ourselves and becoming knowledgeable about how it's affecting us.
1: So what are the types of gluten-related disorders, and how common are they really?
0: Well, the most common one is celiac disease, and that's actually genetically determined. And some people may not have celiac disease when they're young, but they may go on and develop it later in life. And a recent study um, in Australia, in, out of Australia says that up to 50% of their population may carry the genetic markers uh, for associated gluten sensitivity. That doesn't mean they'll all have um, celiac disease, but that they're sensitive to gluten. So that's about half the population.
1: So now you're mentioning sensitivity. What's the difference between gluten intolerance and sen- insensitivity?
0: To me, there really is no difference. It's just a terminology difference. Um, the main difference is if somebody has a gluten allergy as compared to a gluten intolerance or sensitivity, a gluten allergy is a matter of life and death an intolerance or sensitivity is not, even though it can dramatically improve our health if we leave the gluten alone.
1: So, Barb, what type of symptoms would someone experience if they are possibly gluten intolerant?
0: Well, initially we hear about intestinal issues, um, and a lot of times people will have the gas, the bloating, cramping, diarrhea, some people will refer to it as irritable bowel syndrome. syndrome. But then there are symptoms that are more benign and more common, like acid reflux or fatigue or poor sleep, getting a rash, having brain fog, um, and inflammation around your joints, joint swelling and pain, and for some people, even wheezing. And so some of these Chronic disease sufferers, I believe, um, you know, really have positive results by following a gluten-free diet. And they've reported less symptoms, even though initially a person wouldn't put two and two together and think that their joint pain is a result of gluten intake.
1: So when would a person determine that they need to talk to someone about this?
0: Well... For many people, unfortunately, it's when they're tired of not feeling well, um, or they may talk to a friend who has a similar story, and they may start to compare notes. Um, Unfortunately, this can lead to a lot of false information. So I frequently encounter individuals who have a lot of questions. They want to figure out what is accurate, um, what might work for them. So they come in, and we discuss, their nutrition habits, their history, and any symptoms they think they might be having. And sometimes um, it's as much as just that brain fog that they can't think straight anymore. And so then we put together a plan that works for them. We talk in general, like, you know, maybe this is going to work. Have you ever thought about going gluten-free? And a lot of times people will say, well, you know, that was one of my questions. And so we might determine, nope, we're not going to do gluten-free right now. We're just going to focus on improving your nutritional intake um, and see if some of those symptoms go away. Send them home for a couple of weeks, they'll come back, and some of them say, yep, eating better's made all the difference in the world, and others say, nope, I've got the same symptoms, and, you know, I've thought about going gluten-free, and I think I'm ready. So, I think being ready is really important for people, and sometimes they just have to have time to think about how it's going to work into their life. And um, generally, once they try eating gluten free, um, after about seven to ten days, they're feeling so much better that they're amazed and they think, Why didn't I ever do this before? Why didn't anyone ever suggest it before? So, um, you know, if you have any questions, I would say go talk to somebody, you know, find out, try it.
1: Now, if someone doesn't have issues with gluten, are there pros and cons to going gluten-free? Because some people are equating cutting out gluten with losing weight, and it's also hidden, Barb, in so many foods. So discuss, if, you're, if you don't have problems with gluten, why you should go gluten-free or not, and what foods might it be hidden in that you might be surprised about?
0: Well, I don't see any cons to going gluten-free. And just because a person doesn't have any issues that they're aware of, that doesn't mean that they're tolerating the gluten well. Um, There's people with autoimmune disorders that we know they don't have maybe even any digestive issues, but once they go gluten-free, they begin to feel better. So, you know, as we mentioned earlier, all of those symptoms um, may be attributed to gluten intolerance, or it may not be. But then there's also a, a school of thought out there that most of us don't need gluten, that we're not meant to digest it, that um, our wheat sources and gluten sources have changed over um, the years and that our health as a nation would improve if more people would endorse a gluten-free lifestyle. But that's really difficult in our society. So you alluded to hidden sources of gluten. It can be in the form of different additives. It can be hidden in sauces. There can be different words that it's used in that mislead the individual. Now, the government has... Um, beefed up their standards for gluten-free labeling. And so frequently nowadays, the manufacturer will say this product contains gluten. A couple years ago, that wasn't available, and it's not on all, um, all ingredient lists. It's kind of left up to the company whether they want to determine um, how much gluten is in their product, but in order to call it gluten-free, it has to meet some standards. So a person really has to become a detective if they're going to truly follow um, a gluten-free lifestyle.
1: In just the last minute or so, Barb, give us your best advice to people with questions about gluten.
0: I'd say to talk to a nutrition expert, to do some research on your own so you're at peace with it and don't believe everything you hear. Um, Try it, but like you talked about earlier, is to Uh, read the labels, look for the hidden ingredients. It could be even in your cosmetics, your lip balms, your supplements. And like every trend, some stick around for a while and then fade away. But I think in this case the evidence is becoming so intriguing that gluten-free is here to stay.
1: Thank you so much. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. For more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.